0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcast.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. The following segment is brought to you by Rabbi Yehuda Shane, the administrator of Kashrus Anytime, which is a division of the Kosher Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. A number of years ago, we used to have what was called the B'nai Torah Kachra Slatter. We discontinued that a uh, very number of years for various different reasons. But when we did have it, others had, you know, everybody had their comments about it. Just like they have their comments about the podcasts. And as I was by uh, Briss in us, uh, Rosh Hashiva, that also came to attend the Briss, saw me there, and he asked me that he'd like to have a discussion with me and her Palm. There she would have a palm. I went over with him to her Palm, and he told her Palm that this, he puts out a so-called B'nai Tarakashas letter, and he attacks, and this and that, etc, etc, and he's got to stop. So Rapam Palm said, I've got to read through the letter every single time I get it. I find it to be very, very informative. And I think it's very important for Collius to be aware of what's really going on in Kashrus. So that Roshiva says, yeah, but you have to understand that you know how he comes across and so strong and everything else like it is oh, you mean that you're addressing the Cham of Benachas Nishman? So he says Rabbi Shane, what you should do in order to cover that is the last paragraph, just tone it out a little bit, so you'll also be able to have the of Benachas Nishman. I said, fine. Then the other, the Roshiva says, but he knows what he's talking about. So the palm didn't respond to that, and he turns to me and says, Rabbi Sheng, the rabbits and me have a number of questions regarding um, kashras uh, on products and uh, chicken and other kind of things. Do you think you could stop by, by us, by the house, to address some of these issues? I say, color covered. When does the Roshiva want me to come? So he says Thursday 8 o'clock would be a good time, which I've gone down there. We went through a number of the issues. And I told her, I would say, I'm not going to give any Psockham. I will give you the facts, and the Rashiva makes the Psockham. She says, fine. And uh, after we finished, uh, the Rashiva asked me, if I was there for about um, a little bit better than an hour, and uh, that will let me know another time. He feels that there's more time needed if I could come back a second time. And I came back a second time. And we had a nice discussion about the things, clarified a lot of issues that he had questions on. A number of years later, after the Rashiva was Nifter, uh, the Rabbitson had something, some sort of surgery on her foot, and she was in a um, senior citizen recuperating place over here in Lakewood. So, me and my Rabbitson decided we we're going to go visit her. So, we go to visit, and the Rabbitson was sitting on a chair, and she had a walker in front of her. And she mocked it very, very much to stand up uh, when we came in. So my wife told DeVetson, DeVetson, you do you have to stand up. and remain seated. So She says, let me tell you something. I don't know who that man is that you just walked in with. But he may be your husband. But I have to tell you that I'm standing up for him because the Yeshiva had tremendous respect for that person. So I came close and I said, what was the incident uh, with the respect? She said, I don't know, but I know you were in the house a few times. And there she rats around with respect. So I reminded her a little bit of what the issues were. Was what Kashrus, it just could be, she doesn't really recall what it was, but she knows that and that's where she was standing up. We'd like to address now some of the issues regarding Lakewood uh, Kashrus. Is basically one main hashgacha here in Lakewood called the KCL, Kosher uh, council of lakewood or whatever you want to call it it was set up by the yeshiva really as a political organization not a kashch organization what happened was there was somebody else a different job that opened up a kashch organization which didn't get along too well with the um, with the anhala over here so they notified one of askana and we have to have within a week set up a cash organization so they went and set up a kashch organization within a week or whatever it was it says uh, I've said before already, that not the Qaswitz, all of our Sholem, had very interesting uptide on many things. He said an organization that's set up for illegitimate purposes can only produce an illegitimate. So we'll go through a few of the things over here, what it is. And uh, the Tzibber Nebuch has nobody else to rely on because this is what they have over here. And they're extremely upset, but they're a lost what to do because there is the backing from Don Holland. But the fact is the army marches on its stomach. So, that's what it is. So, we'll go through some of the attributes of the KCL, which I'll call that. There was a very recent incident. I mean, now was basically July 31st. But there was a very recent incident of infested cherries, jar cherries. The kosher certified put out an alert two weeks later on July 18th, 2019, which is basically uh, just about two weeks ago. The KCL was aware of it of this infestation, a full two weeks or more before the public announcement came out, but we, they refused to notify anywhere, even when asked. I've asked, others have asked, do you know of any problem with cherries? People have said, whether they're going a cop this and that. They felt it's important, they must have had some sort of under-the-table deal with the distributor, or the Rav or whatever else, it was a hamashash Gacha, they also... Uh, so, basically, there was some underhand things, but they felt that there's nothing wrong, that they know the only find the tiber, even though they know and they've seen that the thing is a the Okay. They do have, which it was found a number of times, on parties that are certified by the KCL, that there was non religious wine theater parties, there was non-religious people at the party, there was non-Jewish waiters there, there was non-Jewish guests there, but... The army marches on its stomach. There was an Exxon gas station that had a kosher concession. The Exxon non-Jewish employees had access to make sandwiches after hours, and they had access to the KCL kosher tape. I have pictures of them cutting off part of a submarine sandwich with a knife, then sealing back the sandwich with the kosher tape all after hours. When I sent the ball boss and he notified the KCL about this, the KCL notified me that if I publicize this fact and I publicize the pictures, they're going to have uh, Exxon sue me for damaging their reputation. That's the way they're 100 At gourmet Lot and other KCL certified establishments, the employees have full access to the kosher seedling plantain. So... In practical, per- uh, practical application, it's not a chosim at all if the goyim have access to it. We know of a non-religious high-end caterer who buys at gourmet goat non-checked fruits and vegetables, and tells the client that everything was checked. As you can see, it was sealed by the mashgiach with the KCL kosher tape. I told Ashgacha but they continued to leave full access to the goyim with the KCL tape. They have as much as they need. They allow takeout stores to rent out their crock-pots, utensils, For Shabbos to anyone and everyone. Whatever they're going to put in there, whatever else it is, it's KCL approved. Not KCL approved, but no problem. Their Shabbos and Yantam Mashgichim are not all necessarily Shemish Shabbos. Some of them are known as Shikurim and druggies as well. The waiters, the non Jewish waiters, the non Jewish waiters, or other waiters, fill up the urns on Shabbos morning and do other malachas on Shabbos. The KCL doesn't take any responsibility for Yashem and even wrote in the Yosham book that Lakewood people aren't Makbut on Yosham. That's why they don't take care of Yashan. By the way, Lakewood people are assuming that KCL is taking care of Yashan. Uh, and when I spoke to the one that published the book Rabbi uh, Herman al- Vaholm, he told me that he sells more books and has more questions of people in Lakewood than in any other place in the world. How could KCL say that Lakewood people are not put on Yosin, but that's what it is, in order to that they take responsibility to do anything, just they have, they run it, you know, basically like, uh, like the Mafia. Protection money. Lately, the KCL writes in the Yasham book that the flower is Yasham, but they don't take responsibility. so have to know it's Yasham. The KCL allows stores to sell raspberries, blackberries, and fruits, and veggies that require checking by posting a disclaimer sign in the store that these items require bodekas. There is nobody that could check raspberries. Nobody could check blackberries. Take a look in the OU and the other ones. They write that you can't have it dried, frozen, or anything else because it's an impossibility to check. But they feel that the disclaimer basically is all fine and fine vital. We all know blackberries, raspberries, and figs, and raisins cannot be checked. Or reliable kosher certified and all that allows the use, but KCL does. The KCL demands steep bakshish from meat purveyors to improve products to be sold in Lakewood. Such as Rosenblatt Meat Purveyor was asked by the KCL for $5,000 a month to allow Rosenblatt to sell prepacks in Lakewood. But if Rosenwald wants to sell to food service, to, to restaurants and caterers as well, the monthly fee is higher, and this is all without besides the expenses that it's going to be for them to go down and check out the place as often as they want to go. But that's the way it is. Baxish. A caterer was afraid that he was caught being mechal Shabbos when he was short on some products. Motz Shabbos, he went to the K.C.L. administrator and told him, Hey. I fouled up on something on Shabbos. It was an error. Here's your son's bar for present. Now he was sure the KCL minister will forgive him, and he never heard another word about it from them. Some stores may sell certain products, while others can't. Depending on the <clears throat> arrangements, financial arrangements made in advance with the KCL, there are approximately a hundred establishments under the KCL, maybe perhaps more than that, and... Um, they yeah, are a total of two and a half part-time meshgiuch assigned to check all of the hundred KCL-certified facilities. The main mashgiach also works for one of the largest supermarkets, so he doesn't have much time either to check. The administrator himself does not check any of the facilities, it's below his dignity. They also give ashgacha in people uh, that they uh, cook in their own houses, etc., etc., questions how do they have access to go in, but that's for another time. The rabbinical board has never visited... Any of the certified facilities. Okay, very responsible. All of the food service places love the KCL Shkalkha setup, as they could do, and they do use anything and everything that they want, as they'll never get caught. Just make sure to pay your dues on time. That's what all of them say. you pay your dues on time, you'll never see, you'll never hear from them. Everything will be just fine and dandy. By the KCL, what's called the Shabbos drop-off even the shul or hall, does not require a which is a $400 savings for balsimcha. The KCL caterer does have some of his utensils at the drop a job, No a The caterer makes you use his own waiters, he makes a few hundred dollars on that. The caterer's waiters will make sure to take care for their boss. If the fire goes out, or it's too high or too low, they'll adjust it. If the, the urn needs adjusting, or water added, they'll take care of it, as they say. It's yontif in the wachim when you have a KCL What's about the Bosch and Salm among the other issues? Well, that's, uh, when you're eating from KCL, that's part of it that you have to be careful of. not going to help you being careful. Who controls the caterer's hotbox? Who has the key to the lockout box? You guessed, guessed it, the guy. Who checks his other equipment? The party planners are putting their items in the warmer and oven, and the guy will put in his food to heat up just as well. Defining a drop-off, any other reliable ashgacha will only allow drop-off in a person's house, but not in a shulah or hall, and no caterers utensil may be used, only disposables. The KCL is the lowest standard of these issues if you want to call it a standard. Regarding KCL pizza or other items requiring a be aware that the delivery goyim all have rolls of kosher tape in their cars, and they put it on when they arrive at the destination. They take the box of the pizza, put it into the car. What they do, nobody knows. But before they go into the person's house, they take the roll of tape, put on some tape on it, and it's basically, it's blessed. The other day at a suitor for a bris, KCL caterers set up a full milk spread, cream cheese, milk, everything. The waiters also put down on tables cold-cut platters made from flashbacks. Until someone told the waiters these tables are dairy, you can't pre- put me platters. The waiters removed them and said, I'm sorry, and put them on the Militik Coffee Station instead. All under the KCL. The Balsimcha provided the platters, not the caterer. The caterer's waiters did not know how to deal with this type of situation. This is so common that a Kasha certifier should have in place guidelines for this type of scenario. No, it's not acceptable to cover yourself with a disclaimer. We don't allow any family or friends to bring in anything as it's a pseudo mitzvah, an arrangement must be made to accommodate the obvious. KCL administration policies include doing inspections on Fridays so the Meshgir can take food home for Shabbos on the house. Till so one take-out owner said, Please, I'll give you 10% off, but not for free. This is totally, totally unethical. To be continued at another date. Thank you, and call to